BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Toast. Happy Hump Day. It is Wednesday, a glorious day, a cause of celebration here at the morning. Oh, at The Toast. Hope everyone's having a fabulous day. Hey, Jax. Hey, Adern. I'm darn good. I woke up today feeling better than yesterday. God bless. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isn't, Jackie, isn't that all we could really ask for? You know, waking up today better than the day before? It's all we can hope for. So I'm hoping that I've turned a corner on this sickness. I hope I can enjoy the reels of today's show without watching them and feeling like I'm about to sneeze. Yeah, no, you were definitely giving off that nasally vibe yesterday. But you know what? Nobody left any mean comments. So that's nice. I feel like unless you're sick, it wouldn't trigger you. But for me, like I couldn't watch because it was it was like signaling to my sickness. It's time to sneeze. Uh, Jackie, I'm surprised you haven't made a comment about how stunning I look. Yeah, what do you have going on today that you're all dressed up? I am going to a rare beauty event where I think I'm going to be keeping an eye out for Selena. You got to keep an eye out for Selena. And I'm pretty sure it's like a small event. Like I think I might be able to get a photo with our girl Selena and like maybe make a TikTok or something. And so do you think I can ask her like to say keeping an eye out for Selena? Or do you think that's like a line she doesn't fuck with? I don't want to I feel like Selena has sensitivities to certain things. And I, I wouldn't go there. Okay. Like, obviously, it, like, is a Justin thing. But now it's, like, a cultural thing. And I, I know you're right. I should just avoid it. I don't want to make her uncomfortable at you her just own never event. Know. You don't know I'm, what her relationship is like with Nicki Minaj. You right. don't know how she feels about that name in general. Like, I just feel like she has stuff that bothers her. And you don't know what it is. Yeah, no, you're right. It's best to avoid. But you can, like, do a TikTok on your own, like, behind her back. Like, keep an eye out for Selena. Yeah, no, I'm just going to, I'm definitely going to do it on my own, but I don't want to trigger her. You're totally right. So you're just going to go there. Is it a lunch? Is it a, like a show? I have no idea. Thankfully, counselor, it's like very small. So there were like no plus ones. And I was like, damn. And then I heard counselor was also invited. I was like, thank God. And I just feel like it's actually not fair to the other girlies who have to show up alone knowing like I have my sister. Like it's actually not fair. I know, but some of those other girlies like have influencer friends who will be there and like, you don't so um, you have I influencer say, friends I, you have influencer I friends but they're not I, they're not the rare beauty types I wouldn't say I think I think I'll actually you know I'm actually kind of nervous like I don't love influencer events I don't go to them often but like this one is obviously premium and I didn't have anything else going on today so I'm gonna go and I'll definitely feel old even though me and Selena are the same age so we're just like you know you're younger than her Oh, not me not being the oldest person in the room. Thank God. Yeah, I think Selena's my age. 
Yeah, no, Selena's definitely like a, a year or two older than She's me. She's in, in the 92 crew. Ooh, it's a good crew. Miley, Nick Jonas. So true. 92 for life. Um, so that's why I look stunning and why I'm repeating an outfit I wore this weekend. It's like if it works, it, it works, you know? It's really cute. I might actually get it and copy you. You know who it is? Someone we've actually had on this podcast, Norma Kamali. I literally like actually thought about this yesterday and hadn't thought about it in so long. Like that was such a cool guest that we had. I know. And like we weren't lying. She knows how to like how to dress a woman. And if you're looking for some new clothes that are so versatile, that look nice, but are also comfortable, like they're perfect work clothes, they're day to night clothes. They're obviously meeting Selena outfits. Check out Norma Kamali. No, and you're right. She, like, definitely knows how to, like, fit clothing on, like, a real body. Like, I appreciate that. I've, I've worn her stuff many times at different sizes. Yeah, me too. I wore her stuff when I was pregnant. She has, like, that one dress. She has two dresses that are similar. One is one-sleeved, one is long-sleeved. And it's great yeah. for a bridesmaid. It's also great for a pregnant bridesmaid. I have the long sleeve one. She just has great stuff. And we had her on the podcast. And that's, like, why we're not like other podcasts. Not at all. And lop. NLOP tour we should go on an NLOP tour we by the way don't tease the people because you know I'll do it it's all about you I know but I feel like would you rather go on a solo tour or a podcast tour well the only benefit of going on a solo tour is I get don't have to split the money with you right but you don't know like how harrowing it is to like be on stage by yourself and just be doing everything by yourself. I think like if we went on a podcast tour like you and I, first of all, it would be so It would fun. be genuine fun. Yeah. And I wouldn't have like the pit of like, oh my God, because us podcasting, like, that's in my bones. Like I wouldn't even have to prepare. I would just get up there and just like make some shit up, you know? Yeah. But we do here every day. It would, right. It would be so fun. We'd have to make counselor come. She would open for us. She would open for us. And what would she do? I think she would give them all a stern talking to. It would be like Q&A, like advice. <laughs> and she would just yell at you the whole time. And you'd leave in tears, but you'd be better off for it. You'd be glad to have had that time with counselor. And sometimes like the counselor is going to tell you the things you need to hear that nobody else in your life is going to tell you. That's what counselors do. Let me tell you how today's episode is going to be so crazy. You guys, for a today it's not April Fool's. It's not opposite day. But the toast is topsy-turvy today. Yeah, and you're just not ready for it. So Jackie and I have decided we're going to try it out for today. I think we're going to like it, but if we don't, we'll go back to the way that it is. Mm -hmm. We're going to switch it up. You know, I'm always doing the ads, reading Dear Toasters, Unburden Yourselves, etc., and Jackie reads the stories. Um, and Jackie, I feel like you're like gotten fatigued with reading the stories, and I've definitely gotten fatigued with reading the ads. No, it's not so much that I've gotten fatigued reading the stories. It's we just get so many complaints, like, these stories stink, and... I feel like I always ask you if you want stories that you want to contribute, but maybe like we just need a fresh perspective. Like fresh. you choose the stories and I know that you get fatigued reading the ads and like the few times I've had to do them in your stead, like I have the greatest time. Like the I think best time. I think it's so fun. So we were like, I feel like that will bring a freshness to the show if you're choosing the stories and like, you know, a new broom sweeps clean and right. I'm doing the ads and reading Dear Toasters. I didn't realize it was Wednesday, so I have a lot of reading to do, but that's fine. <laughs> So it's a big day. Wednesday, we're obviously going to do Dear Toasters at the end of the episode. I have stories. Um, also, I chose a story about the Real Housewives of Miami so we can talk I'm a little bit. I'm all caught watched, up. Oh, I'm not. So I'm I watched, all like, an, caught up and I have thought. Just really one thought that sums up the season. And our story is about Lisa. So I feel like that's the thought you probably have, right? Sort of. It's just about the season. How actually, 
I love The Real Housewives of Miami and I'm sure the season will be good on the back of Lisa's divorce, but it's not a good season so far. Like I'm Ooh, bored to okay. tears. Well, we will get your hot takes in our, I think it's our third story about Lisa Hawkstein And also like ste- a season out with a man. of Lisa and Larsa beefing like cuts me to my core. Okay, then you're going to love the story. Okay? okay, just trust and believe. Trust okay. and believe, will I'm you? trusting and I'm believing and I'm all caught up. So I'm really we excited We also have some very that. sad news. I'm sure everybody saw this morning. Um, so we'll talk about that. And you guys just let us know. Like, how do you, how do you like the opposite day vibes? Because I'm not, on I'm not looking for a permanent switch up, but maybe till the end of the year. Maybe it's like a once a week thing. Just like a fun way to keep the show fresh. That's the thing. Like, we're fresh. And we're always looking for ways to become fresher. I'm constantly seeking out freshness in my everyday life. Fresh yourself. Fresh yourself. <laughs> Anyways, we could jump right in, even though a thing about you doing the we stories could. is like you like to like give all the stories away before we start, I see. And I already know two out of five already. Oh, wow. Okay. I see. You might call it giving away, but what I would call it is like just, you tease. know, getting everyone's, what do you call it? Like dipping your toe in the water. A taste. Giving them a taste. A taste. You know, so you know it's not like a big surprise what's coming. But maybe you're right. I did just kind of spoil the whole episode. Should we just start over? No, okay. no, no. But also, it's so weird for me to go into an episode like totally blind. I don't know what we're talking about. I'm not, I feel unprepared. I feel like I didn't do my homework is how I feel. But that's well, why you I did. have to read the stories and explain it to me. No, and now I'm putting myself in an extremely vulnerable position after five years of you reading the stories and me endlessly mocking your pronunciation. I have to be perfect Yep, today. and the beauty of reading the ads is no one can mock your pronunciation for reading because, like, we have to be serious. We're doing our job. We're doing an ad. Yeah. Yeah. No, so I'm definitely going to be um, spending my nights, like, doing enunciation classes and, like, what's it called D- diction dialect di- yeah diction classes because I will not give you <laughs> the opportunity to mock me yeah well I'm really excited to see what you have cooked up for us today Other yeah I'd love that, to get your take on the stories it wasn't you know a bounty but it wasn't like a desert day there wasn't so many stories to choose from but there also wasn't you know nothing okay I have no idea what it's gonna be it's kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. So I guess we We're, should jump we, in so you can head over to Selena's. We are the that TikTok sound. Crazy. Crazy girls. That's literally us today. No, what we're doing today is so wild. So out of Guys, control. Guys, don't call the police. Don't call, don't call the police. Like I know we're being crazy, but it's okay. It's okay. It's the end of the year. Like crazy things happen. Like this is our holiday party. You know, we're drunk in the workplace. <laughs> I'm drinking liquid death. I'm literally drunk. We did say that this final week of episodes before the end of the year, like, is going to be our most unhinged yet. And you know what? Sorry we keep our promises. Sorry. You hate to see it. You hate to see girls living up to their word. (laughs) You really do. All right. Well, I'm nervous, but are you ready? I'm ready. Without further ado, where are you? Theo loves his auntie. Here are the Fast Five stories that you need to know. 
Thank you so much, McClardia. But I have to let you know before we jump into the stories that today's episode is brought to you by Noom. So listeners, pay attention because I'm sure so many of you are already thinking about your New Year's resolutions, thinking about how you want to start fresh, just like this show, fresh to death. And some of you overachievers might be wanting to start early. And that's where Noom comes in. Whether you want to start now or you want to start on Jan 1st, you need to know about Noom because Noom is the best. We've been talking about Noom on the show for years. It is an app that helps you manage weight loss, set goals, achieve goals, get help, get resources, and it is wonderful. So Noom Weight uses psychology. That's why they say losing weight starts with your brain. The program helps you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have cravings. They also have a huge food database so that you can input all the things that you're eating in a day and you can see your day at a glance, see things that you might wanna change, things you didn't realize maybe weren't the best for you. It's really all about learning. It's about information, it's about data, and it's about you. And we're gonna help you get the results that you need. So I love Noom whenever I'm on my shit. I'm using Noom, I'm leaning on it, it's a friend it's a crutch, it's a resource, and it's getting me the results that I want to see. And it's helping me learn along the way. I feel like one of the hardest parts about starting a new lifestyle, a new diet, achieving a goal is not having the information and not knowing what to do. And Noom is that that friend, that resource, and it's going to get you the goals that you want. So stay focused on what's important to you with Noom Weight Psychology-Based Approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com slash toast. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash toast to sign up for your trial today. So check out Noom's first ever book, also The New Mindset, a deep dive into the psychology of behavior change, available for pre-order wherever books are sold. You know we love a good book here at the Toast, and who knew that Noom was following in the steps of McLardia and writing a book? Ah, literally. Not them copying my brand. (laughs) No, but we're sisters. We're sisters, Noom and us. Because we are sisters. We stand together. Today's also... Brought to you by Diff Eyewear. We love Diff Eyewear here at the Toast because you know what? When we got our shades on, we cannot see the haters. And if we're blocking out the haters, Diff is making it so easy to block out the haters. We love this newest sponsor. They'll make you look like a celebrity for a day or every day if you want to wear them every day. And they're giving away $1,000 cash plus sunglasses for a year to kick off the holidays. So I personally just got a bounty of Diff Eyewear sunglasses. I'm keeping them in the car. I've been wearing them for my driving lessons. They're keeping the sun out of my eye. And also sometimes you forget to bring a pair of shades and like honestly it's probably distracting because it looks like there's a celeb out on the road and yeah, I don't know you're really, causing drama on the road I don't want that kind of attention but like with my diff I wear sunnies I just look like a star I'm actually wearing a pair of my diff sunnies today to my Selena event because like I'm gonna be with another celebrity so I figured I should look like one too celebs doing celeb things like right. they have the Coco shades which were actually designed by Khloe Kardashian they have a line with Lauren Lane our queen they have edgy cat eyes chic oversized shades every frame is so sophisticated and they've just released a brand new style with Jesse James Decker hers are classy and versatile and designed to flatter every foch we love that celebrate a season with a season of style with Diff Eyewear. Run, don't walk, run to diffeyewear.com slash toast for a chance to win $1,000 cash and Diff Sunnies for a year. You guys, Diff Sunnies, if you're going on vacation, if you just, you know, like to walk down the street looking fabulous, diffeyewear.com slash toast. All right, my turn now. Very well done, Jackie. Truly a work of art. Thank you so much. I feel like you could feel the passion that I have for these brands. A hundred percent. I was like kind of like 
receiving that energy from you. I saw you on your phone. I feel like you were downloading Noom. Oh, I actually was. I was also shopping on Diff to get myself some new sunglasses. That's my effect. Um, okay, so our first story is really, really sad. I feel like the news broke like 20 minutes ago and everyone is talking about it because it's so shocking. DJ Steven Twitch boss, Ellen's DJ, is dead at 40 by suicide. So Steven, also known as Twitch boss, the famed DJ on the Ellen DeGeneres talk show is dead and TMZ has learned it appears to be a suicide. Law enforcement sources tell us that Steven's wife, Allison Holker, ran into an L.A. PD station on Tuesday and she was frantic because she said Stephen had left home without his car which is something that was not like him at all we're told a short time later police got a call to a shooting at an LA hotel and they found Stephen there dead from an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound Holker tells people that Stephen lit up every room he stepped into he valued family he valued friends and community above all else he was leading with love and light and that was everything to him he was the backbone of our family the best husband and father and an inspiration to his fans she continues steven we love you we miss you and i will always save the last dance for you everyone knows steven um he was djing on the ellen show since 2014 up until her show ending in 2020 he got his big break in showbiz on so you think you can dance he came as runner up and him and his wife hosted several reality shows together they got married in 2013 they had just celebrated their nine-year anniversary on saturday they had three kids and steven was 40 years old rest in peace oh my god i have like chills this is like the saddest story yeah especially because i know you don't like keep up with tiktok but he had like honestly i think he was bigger on tiktok than he was in his tv career with ellen like he him and his wife i think he has like five million followers his wife has two million they have like a family account they're always making content she dances too so it's like dancing content with hit with his wife with his kids like this, this really cute like honestly picture perfect life and it's just this is such a testament to one nothing is what it seems on social media and it's so important to remember that and two like the very real mental health crisis going on in the country and honestly it reminds me of what you were saying when we were talking about Selena's documentary I just feel like for so long now we've been talking about mental health and we're just talking about mm -hmm. it I don't feel like in any real way we're making like a, a positive impact or like really providing like helpful resources I just feel like every even at the bottom of this TMZ article it's like if you or someone you know is struggling it all feels like very surface yeah I feel like there's not a lot of tangible things that we know how to do to help people aside from like talking mm -hmm. about it but like how do we improve the situation I don't I've not seen it being improved like in the country this makes me this is heartbreaking like I know three kids I I, I don't have the words no it's really upsetting and I feel like so many people um we're such big fans of his. Like, I feel like he has like a real community that's being impacted by this. And like, obviously so many people, I feel like know him from Ellen, but so many people like love him from his social, like him and his wife really shared a lot of like their life and their house and their kids. And I think social media is such a, a contributor to negative mental health. And I just feel really sad by this. And I feel like everyone is so shocked because like his whole brand is positive let's just get up and dance right. like it's get out get, get healthy get exercise like go get out there and, and you just really never know what someone's going through yeah I just I hope that like I feel like if someone's in this position not even the person who's going through it but like the people around them their family their wives like I I wish that there was we knew what we could do to help people you know and also know. like 
what is causing so much of this pain that people are suffering from because it's more than yeah. ever. So there must be yeah. some sort of catalyst and maybe it is social media and the bigger you are on social media, even though it can be such a positive in your life and give you job opportunities and all of the, you know, ways to connect with people. Like if it's such a negative influence and there's something that should be done because like this is horrible. No, and I actually was just watching the 60 minute segment about TikTok and it said they like surveyed like a, uh, young people in this country and ask them what they want to be when they grow up. And the most popular answer was a social media influencer. Uh, our priorities are out of whack. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the, um, the 60 minutes segment I was watching was all about um, TikTok and how like you, you're always saying this, how like in China right now they took a survey, what a young kids want to be. And they want to, and the most popular answer was like an astronaut because TikTok in China is like very educational and you're, you're limited into how much time you can spend on it. It was a a good segment. It was like, um, where did I see it? Oh, on Instagram, Moshe. It's not on TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, not me literally being the problem. Yeah, no, but I mean, I guess that's, you do get good information and good things out of TikTok, but I think it's like the bigger picture of how much time is being spent on it, how much you're invested in other people's lives. Not you, but one, especially someone who's impressionable. Like you are your own person. I try all the time. It's hard to move you into doing or feeling any yeah, other no, way than the way actually, that you feel. Your stubbornness might help you in the battle against TikTok. No, but I also do think about how like, yeah, I always joke like that we're old and stuff, but I feel so grateful that we didn't start getting like really active on social media until like late in high school when like you're not fully formed, but you're much less impressionable than like a middle schooler, but also, you know? And like now kids in the fifth grade are on Snapchat. Yes, but also really active on social media was, was so different in high school yes. than it is now. For us, that meant we came home from school and we logged on to Facebook. Like for the kids now, it means in school all day, every day, they're yeah. battling against this addiction to their phone yeah. and it's right there in their pocket. Like I remember when we were in high school, like I used to spend a lot of time on Facebook and I would be like, oh, I feel like I spend like a lot of time on Facebook. I should go like practice the piano or something like this can't be good. <laughs> No, but also the time we were spending on Facebook was like engaging with people we actually yes. knew. Nobody was putting up like filtered photos. We were putting up like blurry mobile uploads. Like it, I, I don't think the level of toxicity was even comparable to what it is now. Like there wasn't this like beauty standard. It was no. really just a way of keeping in touch with like your friends from camp. Yes, there were, it was much less harmless, but I do think this idea of being invested in your online self and how the world sees you is veering towards where we are now. But I think one of the biggest things is we were talking to and engaging with and looking at people who we know, not this idea of people who we have no idea who they are, what they're going through. Like you just see what they want you to see. Yeah. And by the way, this conversation is like separate to the to what's going on with Twitch. I don't think necessarily that's even what no, happened. No. But I, 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 I just think know. it's, I think when we're talking about like the mental health crisis, like you can't ignore like social media's impact on that. And this is so sad. Yeah. Like I, I just feel a real sadness for his wife and his kids. I might be beyond. Beyond. And his kids, like their family's so cute. I'm, sh- I'm sure. I'm sure everyone, like I hope and they, people rally around them and, and they have the support that they need, but this is devastating. Yeah. Um, so that was our first story. Sorry, you know, it's sad, but that's the reality of what's going on. Our second story is another story that I spoiled already. But Lisa Hochstein was seen canoodling with tech entrepreneur Jody Glidden. So I'm not going to read the is article. Is that a man or a woman? Oh, sorry. Jody is a man. Great. 
Um, so Larsa was on Watch What Happens Live. It would have been great if it was Lisa a woman too. I just wanted. Of course, we just need a clarity. <laughs> um, Lisa, Larsa was on Watch What Happens Live and Lisa came with her. They had like this girls night out in New York. So they're back on good terms. So there's no need for you to fret. Thankfully. But like, why can't I watch the good terms? I feel like I'm always looking at them on social media and they're always together in the clubs. Even before Lenny went away, like they were always friends on Instagram and now I'm watching them on TV and they're beefing. That's not, that doesn't work for me. No, that's so fair. Um, so Lisa came to support and then they had like a GNO Obsessed. where they went out to catch steak after Watch What Happens Live. Lisa, they obviously called the paparazzi on themselves, but because this article is like every single detail. Lisa was spotted out, walking out, not holding hands, but just standing next to this guy, Jody Glidden. Um, and then Larsa was there. So it was like kind of a double date. Larsa was there with, you know, who she's been claiming has been her good friend but they're holding hands it's Marcus Jordan who's Michael Jordan's 31 year old son Larsa is 48 so there's a a large but his you know his age gap his there lobe is developed um she Larsa maintains that her and Marcus are still friends or just friends and the same with Lisa Lisa's like I'm not in a serious relationship it's only been seven months since the separation but I'm just like having fun and this guy's like a tech entrepreneur let me get he's the CEO of uh intro hive which is a software company and how old is he and what does he look like lisa is 40 he's very cute like very normal looking like i couldn't describe you is he older or younger than her it doesn't have his age so lisa's 40 and he is unknown okay well i love this for her i was watching last night and the last scene of the most recent episode was truly heartbreaking. Like they have Lenny's hot mic over. Try not to spoil it for me because I do want to. It's wanna, spoiled I already like because they're getting divorced and he has a girlfriend. Yeah. But it's Lenny's hot mic. He's talking to his friend about how he's going to be single soon over like Lisa in the backyard. They're hosting a party and like Lisa just like taking pictures with her friends, like truly fucking oblivious, like li- talking to everyone earlier oh. about how their her and Lenny's relationship has highs and lows. And right now they're in the high. Like she is, oh God. has no fucking clue. I think she knows that her relationship is strained, but it's been strained, I think for a lot of their marriage and they work through it. And then there are highs and lows. And yeah. right now I think Lenny's being nice to her because like, he's so happy in his personal life, like with his girlfriend, So true. but he said his friend asked, are you still sleeping with Lisa? And he was like, no, because then I'd be cheating on the person that I really care about. Oh, shit. Yeah, it, it, my stomach sank. And it's so crazy because, like, last week, Lisa's going on, like, about her marriage on the show. Like, how, you know, we're doing good. We had dinner together, whatever. And next week, like, they're in the Keys and, and he's trying to bring the girlfriend around the house. And, like, in, the, in a matter of two weeks, like, her life just completely unravels. And... As much as she says, like, she does her family's finances and she's in charge of the house, like, she is a kept woman. Proudly. Yes, of course. And proudly. I am so, this is one of the relationships where it's like, if it were to dissolve, like, she's someone I would really worry about because I don't, I think she's a strong person. Every time she gets into a fight, I'm always surprised by how much she can stand her mm-hmm. ground. But, like, I, Lenny is, is responsible for their entire life. You know, and do they mention a prenup or anything? I haven't heard it. I don't know. I feel like they do have a prenup. Okay, if they don't, then obviously we have nothing to worry about. But the fact that when I saw this article, I can't lie. I like breathe. I'm like, good. Like she just needs to date another rich man because she was a kept woman. If they had a prenup, she obviously is going to get child support and her kids are really young. But like she lives this extravagant lifestyle. She does have a career as a housewife, as an influencer. I feel like when you're so rich... 
and you become like a famous reality star at slash, you know, you get a huge amount of Instagram followers. You don't really like capitalize on it. Like you don't need it. But now we're, I think we're going to see her, you know, slumming it with the best of them. Yeah. I think that she'll be able to have a career and be fine, but like not nearly at the level that she has been living. She lives in an $80 million house. Her closet maybe has 40 Birkins. Like every outfit has yeah. a different Birkin and like no amount of Instagram influencing is can get you that. Gonna get you that unless you start your own business and have a lot of success. But anyways, I'm just happy. I, then I was thinking like, why can't Lisa have a boyfriend? Like after Lenny breaks her heart and goes off with his girlfriend, like Lisa should fall in love. Lisa should have a boyfriend who yeah. loves her and cares about her. And like, I don't know if it's this tech guy, but I, I hope Lenny saw those pictures this morning. Like, and he gets a little bit of taste of his own medicine. Yeah, no, like, of course you don't, have to stay married to anyone but he's going about this in like the meanest way like I heard he cut her off um even if they have a prenup in like the show they have footage from like they, they teased it a little bit where it's like he's trying to yes, get her out of the house and he was like yeah unless I go through the courts you will not leave the house but like how is she supposed and like that's the mother of your children and where is she supposed to go and is she taking her kids with you and so you're gonna stay alone in the 10 bedroom house when the kids are gonna go right. live in a, like a condo Right, like a normal situation like this, I feel like even with like someone who's really spiteful like Lenny is like, you're so happy. Go with your other girl. Leave your, at least for now, leave the mother of your children and your children in the house that they live in and you can go, you know, uh, gallivant around town with your new girlfriend. Yeah, I... I don't know why he has to be so spiteful towards her when he's so happy and like if he just like, you know gets divorced in a normal way and is like kind to her like he'll get what he wants even sooner which is to be separated I also feel like this is going to negatively affect his business because I think a lot of women and that's who he works on is women are going to take Lisa's side and be like you know and and his boobs aren't that much better than anyone else's where it's like I don't want to go to this guy who's like ethically compromised for sure but I have to believe that like he's a plastic surgeon but even like the greatest to live in an $80 million house. I think there are other elements to his business. It's possible. Like, I don't know. I'm just making this up, but like, you know, he owns a patent on some sort of like silicone. Like, I don't think clients are what bought the $80 million house. Like, I think he's a really smart doctor. He probably made some good investments. I think maybe he owns a patent. Like I just, I, I can't understand how even you have you know how many tits you have to do. I know, but I think he does that many tits. Like look at Terry Dubrow. Look at Paul. Uh, yeah, but like Terry. Paul's money was also Adrian's money. Paul's money was it. I think Terry Dubrow also. I think like when you get to that level of plastic surgeon, you have your hand in a lot of different things. And like you're the best at what you do. So you create like inventions and shit. Like I, that's how I think it. I, honestly, if anybody knows, I'm actually really, I, I might be wrong. But I think like the majority of Terry Dubrow's money and the majority of Lenny Hochstein's money like come from other stuff in the medical space, not just the act of putting on new tits and noses. Okay. Yeah, it, That's what I think. You're probably right. $80 Though million dollars. and Lenny both do boobs. It might, like, if they're doing boobs that are like, what, I have no idea what a boob job costs, but. Yeah. I mean, Terry also, like, they are very successful in their TV. Like, they were on Botched for, like, 10 years. Yeah, but they had the house before Botched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just curious. You're right. Like, he has, like, a skincare QVC, but that ain't it. Yeah, I just hope that he's not terrible towards her because that's just so painful. It's already been painful enough. Like, she had no idea they were getting divorced, and he has a girlfriend, and he has a whole other life. And, like... And he acted like such a moron with his mic on. Obviously, he didn't know that he was No, he knew that he was mic'd. His friend was like, are you wearing a mic? He was like, that's why I'm whispering. 
fucking dumb. Dumb. Yeah. Dumb. And there's another scene where he's like yelling at her when he's saying like, I know you're not going to leave this house without the courts. And he looks over and sees the camera. Right. Okay. Then there was the scene. I don't know if you saw this where the nanny fell in the shower. Oh God, no. Okay, the, they were having a romantic dinner outside and someone comes running out. Their nanny fell while she was taking a shower and she broke her arm or her wrist and she needs to go to the hospital. And so they're, they're like, Lisa's freaking out and it's uh-huh. like, okay, I'm going to call an ambulance. And Lenny was, uh, measured but then became like stern and he was like you don't call an ambulance for this either call an uber or have someone drive her it's an abuse of the system like this isn't an action she doesn't need an, an ambulance like that's true she broke her wrist we need to ice it and we need to get her to the hospital and lisa like asked the chef she's like would you call an ambulance he was like yeah and so she's like i'm gonna call an ambulance and lenny like comes in and yells at her and is like don't do do you understand me do not call an ambulance. like he was speaking so nastily to her but like i'm not sure that his point was wrong it, no, by the way, uh, even I know that, like, that's not what you call an ambulance for. An ambulance is when you, like, you can't afford to drive because that time is so precious. Right, and like, also, like, shot. an ambulance will give you treatment in the van, and, and you right. need that time of treatment. Whereas, like, if you have to have your wrist set or your arm surgery, like, they're not doing that in an ambulance anyway. Right, an ambulance is, like, bringing the hospital to you. Yeah. Temporarily. So I don't think he was wrong. And at first I was like, of course we're calling an ambulance. Like she fell. And then it was like, oh, maybe that is an abusive system. Okay. But the way he spoke to her was so uncomfortable. And there were so Not many okay. other people in the house and everyone was uncomfortable. Yeah. Damn, that's rough. Like, no, I'm, I, I had to finish my book for book club last night, which I did in my book clubs tonight. And I actually did not like Flicker in the Dark. Why not? Which is shocking because everyone was, first of all, I knew from the second the book started, spoiler alert, who the actual character was. How? Oh my God, it was so obvious. I did not think so. The second she said her dad turned around and looked at them and said, be good. Mm-hmm. Duh. No, I had no idea. Like the spoiler, like the her, her fiance thing threw me through a loop, but I don't know. I'm just very, uh, and I'm not even good at guessing stuff. I'm actually like dumb as fuck. Like people are always like, you couldn't, like honestly, when, when the end of Shutter Island, I was like, what? Whoever guessed ever, that. Yeah, and you know what I mean? But, like, I, I've never guessed something. Like, I'm not smart like that. And even I was like, damn, this is dumb. Um, and, my God, if I had a knife, I would have stabbed the protagonist. She was being so dumb. Like, the thing is, and I need to this, everyone who's ever been a, a movie or a book main character, when you find something out about a crime, go to the police. Then you won't get framed, okay? Okay? It was, it was whatever. But so I only got to watch like an episode and a half. And actually, I agreed with what you were saying, but I thought it would change. Like this whole thing of Larsa saying, I saw this Instagram account where they said hookers live in this. And then Kiki ran and Marisol ran and told Larsa. So dumb. I'm like, this is, we're so above this. Miami is really, I think when they found out they were going to be on Peacock, they thought it was like, mm. but I actually think it's the best thing for them. Like they're really in their own league. It's edited so differently. It looks more like selling sunset. Like it's very streamer. It's very elevated. And I think they're better than the storyline. Yeah, the storyline was weird. And also Kiki is such a snitch. You could tell that Lisa felt really yeah. bad about it and that she was going to go to Larsa. The second she said it. La- she was going to go to Larsa and just like admit it. And I think that Kiki could have been a good friend by not saying anything at first. And then if Lisa never admitted it, Kiki could tell her. But like give her a chance to just explain herself. Like she didn't say it maliciously. She was just like being gossipy and drunk. And like it's really not a big deal. No, Kiki is a friend of and I think she's really vying for that full-time position. And that's what that move was. And they all left out the concept. She was quoting an Instagram account. And yes, she misquoted, but they just said, Lisa said this building is full of OnlyFans and hookers. No, but still, even to like quote an Instagram account that would talk shit about like where you live is, is rude. 
It's not nice. No, for sure. But like it's, but it's leaving that out is intentionally misleading. It was, it requires context. Yeah, it, but it's not someone. a capital offense. It shouldn't be something that's so friendship ending. But I had to fast forward through a lot of people's scenes and I wasn't even like yeah. trying to go quickly, but I, I physically could not watch Julia's scenes, Julia and Adriana together. Julia is dreadful. Dreadful. Honestly, I, I can't. Her talking about like being, I don't even know what she's talking about because I had to fast forward, but I think her storyline <laughs> is that she's like bored in her life because her girls went away and like Martina's just like not happy with her. I want to know yeah. about more about Martina. Like Martina should be on the show. Uh, by the way, I couldn't agree more. The most interesting thing about Julia is her wife. Right. I don't care about the farm. I don't care about her friendship with Adriana. I don't care what her thoughts are on her relationships with the women. But when they went behind the scenes at the Miami Open and Martina, like I thought that was so interesting. I think Martina is actually really smart. And like, I think she has like this no bullshit attitude and her wife is like so full of shit <laughs> that I actually think it's like straining their marriage. Yeah, I totally agree. But Martina's everything. She is everything. I, I appreciate I her on the like show, but like she should be the, why can't she be the housewife? I feel like the network approached Martina and Martina was like, no, but my wife will do it because like she's more like that. And she thought it would be like good for her wife to like have this. Yeah, thing. because Julia like needs um, things right now. She's like a kind right. of a bored housewife. And but you have yeah. the show and you have your farm. Like what more are you looking for? She's trying to get back into modeling now. She's positively fast dreadful. forward. Like, and then I totally. also have to fast forward through Nicole's family scenes. You know how I feel about Nicole. I don't mind her in the group setting at all. I couldn't care less about her family. Her her parents and stuff. Like her kid and her husband yeah. and their house is like, that That I'll watch. But her house. The cars and the chefs and the boats and the planes. Uh, 100%. But when she's like beefing with her parents, like fast forward. No, like we really don't care. Yeah. So. And I'm just so steadfast in my obsession with Marisol and Alexia. Like I just love their friendship. Marisol is like the best style everything she wears is like designer and so yep, cute I agree like when she went to get her nails done at for at Frankie Alexia and Frankie's and she was wearing that Prada like um dress that's like kind of like overall straps and those Chanel like Teva like uh -huh. shoes she looked so cute yeah how does she have all this clothing I don't know but she has amazing style a couple of the girls have really great style and I actually would say Marisol maybe has the best style. But they all always look yeah, because, wonderful. And that's a that's a treat too. Yeah. A lot of them look sometimes like a little gaudy, like so like very Dorit Kemsey, like so many But that's Miami designers. I, I know, I feel like Marisol does it in like a really tasteful, elegant, mature way. Yeah. I mean Marisol's also definitely an alcoholic. Yeah functioning but she also said she never gets hung over so it's like if I never got hung over yeah I drink all the time but so your hangovers true. make you stop drinking because it's not worth it right or maybe she's never hung over because she's never not drunk no but like it would it would it would hit you at least one she said point. she's never had a hangover yeah no I drink the same too if life would be so much fun it's so all true. the pros um so I was happy to see Lisa out with like an eligible rich man because that is what she needs. Yes, it is what she needs. I'm so happy to see that. I, I think the rest of the season is going to be heartbreaking. And if it wasn't for this divorce, like there is no season, honestly. Agreed. So before we get into our next story, I've just got to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Bruce. Bruno's outside the door like mommy what's going on and I said Bruno I have to tell you about Bruce because it's an electric toothbrush that will change the way you think about brushing your teeth with powerful sonic technology and ultra gentle bristles the Bruce redefines what it means to have super clean teeth it's like that feeling when you just leave a dentist a fresh whole mouth clean every single day so Bruce is amazing on so many levels let me tell you first 
the teeth brushing aspect, which is the most important aspect. It's huge. Huge. They go in there. They get all of those gummy things and things that get trapped and just nasty teeth things. Bruch Mm -hmm. gets them out. Every time I go to the dentist, they're like, what toothbrush do you use? And I'm like, ma'am, I use a brush and it's wonderful. And she said, yeah, because you haven't been here in two years, bitch, but your teeth look okay. I'm like, thank you so much. It's the brush. I'll give you a code when I leave. (laughs) You can tell the rest of the patients. Anyways, not only does brush get your teeth in check, cleans them fabulously. They have a bunch of different modes. They even have a tongue mode. You you should check out because you got to clean your tongue too. Don't forget about the tongue. It also looks beautiful on your bathroom counter. Some of these other electric toothbrushes look like a spaceship that's about to jet off to Mars. Brush is just this elegant little thing, comes in fun seasonal colors. I'm personally rocking the mauve and I love it. So get 20% off when you pick your Bruch Bruch kit and plan when you go to bruch.com slash toast. That's 20% off when you go to bruch.com slash toast. The Bruch kit includes Bruch electric toothbrush, three brush heads, magnetic charging station, and a sleek travel case. If I had to sum up Bruch in one word, I would say sleek because that's what it is. Um, Our next story is some enunciation news, which I think is very appropriate here at the toast, okay? Mm -hmm. Brendan Frazier reveals we have all been pronouncing his name incorrectly. By George, we've been pronouncing George of the Jungle star Brendan Frazier's name wrong this whole time. In a conversation with Adam Sandler for Variety's Actors on Actors interview series, the 54-year-old Frazier claimed that no one's ever gotten his name right, even though he's the talk of the town right now for his performance in Whale. So he says, instead of a similar pronunciation, similar to the 90s sitcom, Frasier, Frasier says his name actually rhymes with Razor. So it's Fraser. Okay, that's pretty similar. He's a little dramatic. No wonder if he's an actor. No, and he did say fuck it. He said, like, I don't care. But, like, for, for the record, if anyone cares, it's Fraser. I feel like that's... Reminds me of Outlander. The protagonist, her name is like Claire Fraser. But it's spelled Fraser. Maybe they're related. I think. Well, obviously, I wanted to talk about this because Brendan Fraser is my boyfriend. But also because I w- I've been hearing is a my lot boyfriend. about this. Brendan is a god. Brendan is a god. Brendan is a breeze in my hair on the weekend. Brendan's Brendan a, relaxing a relaxing thought. thought. Are you envious Aren't you envious that for you, that for you, you it's not. Very good. I like that. Um, but mostly I wanted to talk about this because I've been seeing a lot about this variety actors on actors series. I don't know if you heard anything about it. It's like a prime video series where they're sitting down like two actors at the same time and just like having conversations. They're like interviewing one another. And here's the lineup thus far. It's Kate Blanchett and Michelle Yeoh, Jamie Lee Curtis and Colin Farrell, Laura Dern and Michelle Williams, Viola Davis and Jennifer Lawrence, Carrie Mulligan and Margot Robbie. Brendan Fraser and Adam Sandler and Joe Alwyn and Paul Mezcal. So everyone's like freaking out over the Joe Alwyn, Paul Mezcal one because they're both like, you know, streaming service book turned TV show hotties. Mm -hmm. And I think it's actually a really good concept for a show. It is. But some of these names, it just sounds like a big circle jerk. Sorry, there's more and they get better. Austin Butler and Janelle Monae. And these are all people who are currently on like the Oscars Golden Globe circuit. So they're all promoting their their most recent project. Kate Hudson and Glenn Powell. Okay, that sounds good. John Boyega and Letitia Wright. Anna DeArmas and Eddie Redmayne. And Paul Dano and Brian Tyree Henry. 
Sorry, I forgot like a bunch of them. This doesn't do it for me personally. I've been seeing a lot of clips on TikTok of like funny moments that have come out and it, it does actually look good. I wouldn't watch every single episode. I would just watch the people that like I care it's about. giving CMT Crossroads. <gasps> Let's talk about that. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> when was the last CMT Crossroads? You do them all the time. The last one I can recall that like I remember watching like wh- as it was actively premiering was Zach Brown Band and Shawn Mendes. Yeah. Uh, why don't we just Google it? I got my trusty, yeah, my I'll, iPad was feeling neglected. LOL. I loved that concept of like pairing country stars for concerts with pop stars and like playing each other's music. Okay. Oh, I guess they do them a lot, but like they're not all major, major Right, and some of them are like a, a bunch of people. So like for King and Country just did one with Breland, Chrissy Metz, Natalie Grant, and then um, yeah. Robert Plant and like Alison Krauss, Black Pumas and Mickey Guyton, Leanne Rimes and Carly Pars, Ashley McBride, Mickey Guyton and Brandy Clark. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so they call them like Leanne Rimes and Friends. Yeah. So I guess when they do like a big like festival lineup, it's with multiple people. That's pretty well, that's good. cool. I'm, I'm glad they're still doing it. I'm glad they're still doing it. I guess not everyone can be like Casey Musgraves and Katy Perry. They do smaller not artists too. Not everyone can be like them. And that's sad for everyone. Yeah, that was a really good one. I think that might be my favorite, even though the Shawn Mendes, Zach Brown man is really good. Yeah. There's also Nick Jonas and Luke Bryan. There, oh, there's Halsey and Kelsey Ballerini, which, are you hearing about the drama between them? No. You know, they were like really good friends. They had a song together, Graveyard, on Kelsey's last album. And then on Kelsey's new album, she has a song that was like, became really good friends with a, a pop star, even put her on track five. Wish I didn't do that. If I known if I if I known we wouldn't be talking, I wouldn't have done it at the time. Something like that. That's crazy. What's the tea? I know. What's the tea? And her crossroads performance of singing "You're Just a Lost Boy" with Halsey went so viral. People were obsessed with the performance. I've seen it probably a hundred times, just like clipped out on TikTok. People were obsessed. Hmm you know who needs to do one let's pair her up even though would she be a pop or a country kelly clarkson needs to do a crossroads oh yeah i feel like she does crossroads every day her life is a crossroad kelly clarkson would she be the country star okay but would she be the country star she would be or the pop star uh it reminds me of like gavin degraw did one and he did one with chris young so it's someone who's like still more country than him yeah she needs to do one with like i mean she could sing anyone's songs. I actually saw a TikTok yesterday that was like, I am never going to become a singer because I don't want Kelly Clarkson to ever cover one of my songs. Better than you. Because she'll literally do it better yes, than she you. Will. Wait, can you think? Who would she be a good pair with? Like, we need to manifest Do you want a girl reality. or a boy? She's such a girl's she girl. Is. Like, I think she needs to be. And she's like the, almost like a maternal figure to so many young women. Yeah. And a mentor. So what about that girl you were just talking about on the Patreon? <gasps> Meg Maroney oh my god I would die I do think they need someone like slightly more established okay. like like Lauren Elena Ingrid oh, Andres that, <gasps> that would be good too okay just a thought crossroads free, free idea free idea um we have our fourth story now which is uh we never spoke about how Jay Leno like literally got burned mm-hmm. alive 
He's sitting down with Hoda and giving everyone like an update on what happened and where he's at. He's breaking down the car fire that sent him to a burn unit with second and third degree burns. And he's pretty cool when talking about it. Comedian sat down for an interview with Hoda Kotby, told her how some mechanical work on one of his vintage cars turned ugly in the blink of an eye. Jay says that he was in his Burbank garage last month working on a white stream car trying to unclog a fuel line. He told his friend to blow some air through the fuel line when suddenly he was hit in the face with a full face of gas and it only got worse from there. Jay says his face caught fire when the car's pilot light ignited the fuel and he yelled to his friend, I'm on fire. Fortunately, his friend Dave was Johnny on the spot, pulling him out of harm's way, jumping on top of him and smothering the fire. And he's back to business already. He's been pretty casual in recalling the scary situation. Um, but he was cracking jokes after the incident to photographers just 10 days after. So he's okay, but he pretty much was lit on fire. That's crazy. That's amazing that his friend was able to save him, though. No, totally. And um, not to make everything about me, but like I did go through something similar. You did not. I, I was literally engulfed in flames. You were not. I was in Utah. We were on vacation and I was outside setting, um, trying to put the fire, outdoor fireplace on. It was, what's it called? Like a pit, bonfire? Fire pit. pit, pit. So it's one of those pits with gas. So you basically just turn the gas on, you put the lighter down and the whole thing engulfs in flames. But when I leaned down to light the gas, I had two strands of hair dangling in front of me and the fire went up on the strands, went all the way up, singed off all the front faces piece of my hair and my fucking eyelashes. Like the tips it was so of scary. your eyelashes. No, I would say 50% of my eyelashes were gone. Like half of them in length got singed right mm. off and all my baby hairs, which was kind of nice. Yeah. So you would say that so, was engulfed in flames. Yeah. Yeah, I would. <laughs> and I'm just like kind of triggered reading this story. I understand. Well, I'm happy for Jay Leno. No. Um, we've been like seeing his, you know, recovery and I think it's great. No, when he got burned, which like thankfully I did not. That's the difference. Like he actually like left the hospital with second and third degree burns. I just went inside and I was like screaming. Yeah. Yeah. And I smelled like, like burned I hair. looked like a cartoon. I had a, it was like a cartoon. I had like a trail of smoke following me out from the house. And I was like screaming and Olivia was in the kitchen. I'm like, help me. They're always screaming though. But there was also nothing she could do. Like it was over. Right. Like the flames never caught. They just burned off all my hair and then like sit like fused out but like Olivia was actually pretty good I was like I couldn't even put into words I was so fucking shook yeah oh, that was crazy I'm just like reliving the trauma you know I know I'm sorry for you I wouldn't have chosen um, that for, story because oh. I wouldn't have wanted to bring that up for you but see the thing about me is I'm all about healing about confronting, confronting my trauma, trauma and healing it yeah that yeah. you're you're brave I'm so brave. Nobody understands. <laughs> Our fifth and final story. The final story. It's the final story and it's a little bit of tech news. It's about Instagram. Instagram is adding text updates with the launch of notes. This should have been the first story. This is the big news. And they're adding, they're adding other shared features. But the big thing going on is that amid backlash over the intrusion of the algorithmic recommended content into Instagram's feed, excuse me, Instagram today introduced a number of new design features that are designed to make it easier for users to keep up with their real world friends. Oh, real the world friends. Is, Interesting. Right. 
The company is now rolling out several significant changes, including most not notably an addition called Notes, a feature that Meta has considered turning into a Twitter competitor, according to a recent news report. With Notes, users can update their friends using just text and emoji, adding a different format for social updates beyond the images and videos Instagram is best known for. Other new features are rolling out to stories and will introduce new ways to share with groups. So the big feature that everyone's talking about is Notes. It's very much giving like a way message. Yeah, I don't know why it's called Notes. I don't feel like I can write a note there. I feel like I can only write like a little five word thing like Raz and Stress. Right. Sell it like eBay. Yeah. Hit the sell. Hit the sell out on the town. Right. But if you're hitting the sell, why can't I be on Instagram too? Right. So basically what this means is like now when you swipe into your messages, like your direct messages section on Instagram at the very top, people's your mutuals only. Mutuals. Well, if they if they add in a way message, it'll be like in, you know, like Tahoe for a week, don't text or whatever. Yeah. Okay. I think I the fact it. that it, I was surprised I went to go do a message, leave an, like an away message, and I it told me that it would only be people who like I follow and following back. So that, oh wait, it's already up. Yeah. It, oh my god, everyone was freaking. Yeah. Oh my god. One thing about me is I'm the last person on oh, the planet. If you already had to this on your phone, you would have made it the first story because it's like crazy. I don't have it. Let me check. Sometimes the toast Instagram gets like the new features first. No. No. I can't believe I already have it then. You're Can, so like hot. Do you like, have updates in your app store available? I'm on auto update. And anyone who's not on auto update is fucking psychotic Ben Soffer. I feel like I'm on auto update, but sometimes it just hasn't updated. Maybe I didn't have enough Wi-Fi or something. Like maybe yeah. you should check it out. No, I am always getting the new updates to Instagram. I'm the last user on the list of people. I'm literally the last. That's of the because they users. know you don't like change and, and they do it for and you. I'm so, I'm so appreciative. This is honestly really stupid. Like I don't. It is. But you know feel, what? I'm going to say one nice thing because we were just talking about how social media used to be more so about connecting yes. with people that you actually know. And I think any updates that are trying to bring real world friends closer together I am going to support like I think one of the best inventions on Instagram in the last five years is close friends yeah like I think it's so funny and I think people actually feel more inclined to be real on close friends and mm -hmm. actually keep up with people that they really know or or want to know or in people who want to know them yeah. and I'm here for updates such as those that's it. That's an interesting take. I agree. I think close friends was like an amazing. I don't know why everyone is comparing this to Twitter. It doesn't feel like Twitter at all. They're just both text. Yeah. And it's like, but are, are it's people not gonna like be a, doing, it's not a feed. Are people going to be doing it every five minutes? Right. Like tweet, tweeting is like very much a steady stream of thoughts. Whereas this feels more like a, a daily message. update. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if I'll use it. I just like I'm now waiting for Instagram and I know they're going to take 10 years to do it but like we really need to start to be able to use two link stickers on one yep link for Instagram top story. link for pants right like so many influencers like are well, like right now I'm wearing a set and I linked this set when I wore it a few days ago and I had to do two separate stories link for top link for bottom and if I just do one motherfucking story with two motherfucking link stickers that'd be saving me a lot of trouble I agree I've thought and I think same. a lot of people, even with the podcast, how I'm like tap to listen or tap to watch, like I would love to be able to link our podcast to YouTube and to Spotify at the exact same time. Yeah. If anybody with any influence hears this, like, please, it's such a good idea. Yeah, no brainer. They could probably roll it out in five minutes if they wanted. No, but the thing with Instagram is like, they'll say, oh, a bunch of people want us to do this. Okay, we'll never Unless do it. Unless TikTok does it and then it'll be done tomorrow. 
So fucking true. And in this article, they did um, mention Instagram doing this thing called Candid, which was an attempt to rip off Be Real, which TikTok has done too. I don't know if you know this. TikTok has a, another tab now where it's called Moments, I think. And it's just to be real. It does it come at a certain time? No, but you only do it once a day. I kind of like the idea. I and, mean, I'm not on Be Real and... I'm not certainly not on TikTok, but I kind of like the idea of getting to do your be real once a day and you get to choose like what about your day you want to memorialize. But that's the point. It's, it's like not you're not real, being real. But like, I think, it, it, okay, so it's not about being real, but it's about memorializing your best life moments and just one a day. We don't need a hundred selfies, just one. Actually, be, be real <gasps> came this morning, God, so I'm gonna take me. it right now. Smile, smile. I love being real. Okay. I feel like I'm so real and I just want to show everyone how real I can be. I just want to say I've actually started to really dislike be real. One, I have like no friends on the platform and I wanted to keep it just like people I actually know, not just like a public platform. So I find myself incredibly bored by it. Every fucking time it comes, I'm in my bed and I'm watching TV and it's like embarrassing. And like you can go into your archive and see like what you've posted every day nobody else can see it just you and it's like it's actually embarrassing I'm literally like in my house all the time but so maybe that's like I think there's nothing wrong with that you know I think that that is no but I have a full life like I'm a always which I'm, is why I work Twitter all moment, day right, like, which is why I'm saying like I actually kind of like the idea of TikTok moments because you get to chronicle like the the best part of your day and sure it's a highlight reel but okay sue me since when is that such a bad thing yeah. it's a highlight reel yeah great no totally highlights are cool <laughs> no I got dragged to filth on TikTok yesterday um, cause I made a TikTok and I was like in my bed with no makeup and I looked so ugly. So I put on one of these filters that like kind of changes your face, but it doesn't add makeup. So it just like made me like a little tan. I guess it made my lips look really big. And like <laughs> they were dragging me. I to wanna, it's like, on TikTok. And rightfully so. Yeah. So, you know, I actually I'll have TikTok on my iPad for work purposes so that I can. I do. I do look like a mongrel, but it's not my fault. So that I can, um, follow our fan accounts. Oh, here. Yeah. Doing my so resolutions. Good. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you look like you just got filler and you have a blush. But what are they saying? Yeah, no, I definitely. They're saying, Babe, I feel this in lips. my soul. I literally don't see one negative comment. Oh, uh, ready? Okay, that's a, a, a talent of mine is that I can find negative comments. Uh, you know what? This is. Okay. Wait, Claudia, I literally on. don't see one. Okay, maybe they deleted them, but there was a bunch. Ready? Mm hmm. LMAO, this filter is wild, Claude. Holy lips, Batman. I, Are you using a filter? Yeah. I don't see it. Yep. Maybe because you're blocking out the haters with your diff eyewear sunglasses. So fucking true. Oh my gosh. Thank you, diff. So fucking true. I don't have to tolerate this. So those, by the way, those were my Fast Five stories. How did you think that went? I thought it was really fun to be on the receiving end of them. It's low pressure. It is. Oh, well, my thoughts on Jay Leno? Sure. Want my thoughts right. on Brendan Fraser? Sure. Fraser. <laughs> Fraser. Fraser and Moderna. <laughs> don't, don't disrespect my boyfriend. Fraser is my boyfriend. Fraser is God. Fraser is a breeze in my hair on the weekend. Fraser's a relaxing thought. Are you envious after you? It's not. Jackie. Fraser is the thunder. Rattling the ground. Frazer's on your scent like a bounty hunter. Frazer's going to track you down step by step from town to town. He really is. So good. 
Um, are you ready for Dear Toasters, our advice segment that we do every Wednesday where you can write into deartoasters at gmail.com and get advice from your favorite girlies and you could totally submit it anonymously? I'm so ready, but not before I tell you a few things with a message from our sponsors, because today's episode is also brought to you by Fashion Pass. So you guys, if you've been, you know, tuning out the ads for a little bit because Claudia was reading them, they were getting mundane Ooh. and you're listening today, you need to know about Fashion Pass. Even though I know so many toasters already know and love Fashion Pass, it is truly the steeniest clothing rental service. You get unlimited rentals for one flat price. Oh, and did we mention their cute ass clothes? If there was a time to sign up for Fashion Pass, this is it. There are so many events, holidays, holiday parties that you need outfits for, and Fashion Pass has you covered. And if we're being honest, like sometimes you have a holiday party, you have a moment, you wear the outfit once, and then you don't want to wear it again because everyone will be like, oh, that's the dress from Holiday Party 2022, which is why Fashion Pass is perfect because you wear it once and then you return it to Fashion Pass and you get something new, maybe something for January, maybe something for an upcoming trip. It is such a great way to shop. It's also sustainable, takes up less space in your closet, and it's commitment-free. Some people, I know not me but other people are like very commitment averse and honestly buying clothes is a big commitment but not with fashion pass you obviously want to look sickening everywhere you go but that gets expensive when you want a new outfit for every event but sometimes you get an outfit for an event and you're like oh this dress looks so amazing on me like I'm gonna wear it 500 more times and it's gonna become everyone else's problem and fashion pass is great for that too because you can buy it off of fashion pass you can get something and you can decide I don't want to send it back I want to keep it for myself so you could buy it from fashion pass at a better price than retail they really think of everything they offer free shipping and returns it's super easy you can purchase brand new items or buy like new items for huge discounts up to 70% off, which is amazing. So we actually have a special discount code for you today. It's their biggest discount ever. Are you listening? Mm-hmm. Is everyone listening? Go to fashionpass.com and use code TOAST at checkout. You'll get $50 off your first month so you can try it literally for $39. That's unlimited rentals for just $39 a month with code TOAST. That is an amazing price for a closet full of clothes. It's worth trying, no? Fashionpass.com, code TOAST. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. So we've been talking about BetterHelp on the show for years now, but I do feel like there are different seasons of your life and also seasons of the year where BetterHelp is a resource that you might need more than other times. I personally feel like the holidays, though they can be so joyous, they can also bring on feelings of loneliness, maybe isolation and sadness, depending on, you know, previous memories that you might have experienced there's a million different reasons why you might be feeling down this holiday season and BetterHelp is here for you just like they are always here for you. Unfortunately, life does not come with a user manual. So when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck and navigating any of life's changes can make you feel unsure, whether it's a career change, a new relationship, becoming a parent. Therapists at BetterHelp are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex emotions engine called you that is such straight facts you are a complex engine and you know what sometimes you need a little tuning up and that's what better help is here for it is the world's largest therapy service they have matched three million people with professionally licensed and vetted vetted therapists available 100 online plus it is affordable just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with the therapist if things aren't clicking you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime couldn't be simpler no waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash toast. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash toast. Check it out. Okay, Thank I'm excited much. for Dear Toasters because usually I read them and I've read them prior. So now I'm getting like a blind reaction to people's problems. 
I have not read these prior either, so we can both... Oh, I see the words period blood. Okay. Yes. Let's jump right in to Dear Toasters, which is our weekly advice segment where you can write into us. We'll give you the best advice based on our personal experience and things that we feel and that we know and that we think would be the best remedy for you. It's just... Yep. It's personal. 100%. Honestly, advice is more personal than comedy. Add it to the list. You know I would, except I don't know if you've noticed, I can't find my phone. I've been looking for it all episodes. Oh. I keep... Hearing it vibrate somewhere. Oh, that's torture. I, usually before the episode, I turn it on Do Not Disturb, but I couldn't find it before the episode, so I didn't. And now I'm just hearing like these vibrations that are driving me crazy. You're, so unfortunately, You're being the list will suffer. Hate to see it. First it. up, dear Jackson Claude, love you girlies and all that, yada, yada. So oh. here's the sitch. I live with two of my best friends and we all share a bathroom. Whenever one of the girls goes to the bathroom, she somehow always leaves something behind on the toilet. Some days it's a couple pubes, others it's period blood. It's not massive amounts, but enough to gross a girl out. I've texted in our group chat before as to not single her out, and it still happens almost every time she leaves the bathroom. I'm currently writing this after seeing some sort of discharge on the seat I'm now sitting on. My question is, how do I bring it up? Do I bring it up all or just deal with it? Do I bring it up at all or just deal with it? Yeah, bitch, you fucking bring it up. Oh my God, disgusting. She's one of my best friends, but we haven't even been friends for a full year yet, so things are still a little touchy. Yesterday, I had to ask her not to slam the doors in the morning as it's right next to my room and wakes me up. She handled it well and we joked about it, but you could tell it bothered her. I don't want to be nitpicky. This isn't nitpicky because I'm sure there's annoying things I do too. Sure, let her tell you. But I like for there to be open communication. I don't want to embarrass her, but I like, like I deserve to sit on a blood-free toilet seat, right? Thanks for any help, smooches. Okay, by the way, the door thing is like actually so different because I feel like you would like in the morning close your door and not realize like the walls are thin. Like being told that, like I feel if she's offended by that, like seriously, fuck her. And honestly, like this would literally piss me off. Of course you say something and you know what? I'm really tired of having to like dance around other people's sensitivities. Like you left your fucking discharge on the toilet seat. Like you have and I have a problem. This is so nasty and and also unhygienic, unsanitary, like to have just like blood laying around where other people like put their openings. Like it's just not clean whatsoever. Like the lack of self-awareness. Like if I, sometimes I like will be in a public setting, I'll use the bathroom, like I'll pee and then I will have like paranoia that I didn't flush. And that's just like one time and one thing. And this is like all the time there's something being left behind. Like no pube left behind. This is horrible no and I feel like this is really like symptomatic of the culture we live in where like people are afraid to confront other people like you don't want to offend her people are unashamed oh well that's another thing we need to bring back shame I agree we need to shame everyone into submission no like a little shame is a good thing like you shouldn't feel shame like unnecessarily but like shame will have you acting right no, because I feel I feel like, you know, a couple of years ago, especially like online, there was this movement to like normalize periods and talk about it. Like we shouldn't have to hide it. You don't have to put your tampon up your sleeve when you go to work to go change your tampon. And like while I do approve the message, I actually think shit like this is a direct result of that movement. And why maybe things got so constricted in the first place it's like okay right if we talk about period blood will that lead to girls leaving it on the seat we can't talk about it then right right can't no I it. I'm like angry on your behalf definitely say something like maybe not like this is gross like maybe start documenting it 
Yeah, I would take some pictures and send them in the group chat. Like, I would escalate the situation until she can't ignore it. So first, you said something, like, and you were, like, tiptoeing around the situation. I would take a pic and say, hey, who wants to come clean this up? Who's on their period? Like, start being an investigator. And then, like, once, if she doesn't claim it, then be like, I, it's you. Hey, hey, hey. Like, I spoke to her. We know it's you. I don't even know you, girl. And, like, if you don't start cleaning up after yourself, like, this is so unhygienic. Like, you're going to have to move out. I could not live with someone like this. Like, no, because that's the thing. It's your house, too. And your home should be a beacon of peace for you. And you have war in your home. And there's, that's not okay. Like, fuck with with someone's personal space. Like, that's not okay. No, people are so irrationally angry about this. I'm so angry. It's not okay. Take your, take matters into your own hands and you're not even like so close with this girl. But honestly, even if I had a friend that I was like so close with and they did stuff like this, like I don't think we could be that close, honestly. Yeah. Because yeah. it speaks to a larger lack of self-awareness. And like I can't be and friends with someone. And a lack of consideration. Who just like doesn't care for people, doesn't see themselves, like just goes through life, like leaving pubes and not, and not like feeling self-conscious. No, and you know what? Roommates are tough and they're an interesting dynamic and if somebody's really messy and they want to keep their personal space messy like you know what that is their personal choice but the communal spaces especially a bathroom you need to have a level of respect and if you don't like I think you're a bad friend I do yeah oh for sure and I just hate people who are like oh man I'm like so busy like couldn't bother to flush like that's not a thing what I'm pretty sure Beyonce flushes no I'm pretty sure her majesty HRH, the queen flushes. No, that's so true. Flushed. Flushed. Unacceptable. I'm Get pretty sure Elon Musk flushes. Actually, I'm pretty I sure flush. he has auto flush. So true. Which is problematic for a whole other list of reasons. But the that thing I can't is, this into. isn't even about flushing. This is about leaving, you know, a little Your party favor on the toilet seat. Stop. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Hi, girly pops. My college roommate, let's call her Lucy, helped me snag an awesome job, and her mother-in-law is now my boss. Okay. Mm. Lucy is a pretty mother-in-law. Your college friend is married? So true. Maybe it's her siblings. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like would Ben's parents be called my mother-in-law? No. Okay. Good to know. Or maybe they were friends in college. Are they currently in college? Yes, yes, yes. My college roommate from however many years ago. Okay, okay. Lucy helped me snag an awesome job and her mother-in-law is now my boss. Lucy is a pretty private person and despite her and I being close, she likes to share about her personal life on her own time. Her mother-in-law, however, likes to spill the beans mm. on to Lucy's life to anyone that will listen. A few weeks ago at a work meeting, she shared to the group of about 10 people that she was having a hard day because Lucy had a miscarriage, something <gasps> that I, as Lucy's best friend, hadn't even known yet. I let it go thinking maybe it was a lapse in judgment due to grief until this week she also shared to another large group that Lucy's brother was getting a divorce. I know Lucy would not be chill with so many people knowing these intimate details, but I also know my boss is a really kind and great person who just has a big mouth. What do I do? Do I tell Lucy her mother-in-law is spilling the beans and tattletale on my boss, or do I continue to find out about my friend's life through her blabbermouth boss, totally a wenchy worker? See, that's tough because if you snitch, like you're snitching on your boss and there's no way that like, the boss wouldn't figure out that it was you who snitched once her kids start getting mad at her. And also like if you didn't have this job, like the mother-in-law could go about her life, like telling her friends and her coworkers like about things that are going on in her life. And like Lucy would never know. So I kind of think you have to keep the two things separate. I don't think it does Lucy any service to find out. I think it's not going to change anything except drive a wedge between Lucy and her mother-in-law. Like I don't think that you need to tell her. 
I was going to say, like, you should tell Lucy just not, but be like, Lucy, like, you can't say anything, but I just want you to know that, like, your mother-in-law has the biggest mouth, so just be cautious of what you share with her. If you do, if it's something you don't want getting out, maybe be very vague. Just be like, she's, you know, always, like, at, you know, big meetings, sharing things about her family, and, like, if there was something you told her that you didn't want to get out, like, I, I would hate for you to confide, confide in her and be betrayed. Maybe be, I like, kind of loose about it. in the middle it. of this person's family. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's... It's but just like sharing that Lucy had a miscarriage. Like, no, I know it's, it's not good. It's really bad. But I don't think you inserting yourself into in-law drama is a solution. No. Yeah, no, you're so right about that. And like, like sometimes it's truly sometimes best to mind you, your own business. You got to keep your work stuff at your work stuff and your personal life and your personal life. And like, the only thing that I think is a shame is like, now you know that, that Lucy had a miscarriage and like, you can't even reach out and be like, are you okay? I'm here for you without right, giving it all away. Her. Yeah. But, Ooh, this is a real pickle. Yeah, I would, like, I kind of want you to be able to be like, I heard, like, I, you know, I heard from, our, like, whatever, that you are going through, like, a tough time. Like, I just want to be here for you. And that might signal to Lucy, like, oh, yes. if, that was, if that, like, was a problem for her, that her mother-in-law was spilling the beans. Um, That's a good idea, because then you can reach out and comfort your friend while also subliminally being like, yeah, your mom told me, mother-in-law. Yeah, yeah. That's a good answer. It's a compromise because, yeah. I don't know. But then it's like, if you didn't tell someone something so personal and then they came to you and they knew about it because they want to offer their condolences. Like, if I wanted your condolences, I would have told you. So it's like you are kind of being selfish in like reaching out because you feel like you want to be there as a friend. I, I honestly don't know. No, I think it's okay. She said, like, it's not that Lucy didn't want to share with her. Lucy's very, like, closed off. And maybe she'll just, like, be relieved that she didn't have to tell a person that this person already knows and she can, like, confide in her friend. I don't know. It's like, if I wanted you there for me, I would have told you. I actually think that is probably the best way to go about doing it because then Lucy will know her mother-in-law shared it while also now being able to talk about it with her friend. Like, she said they're best friends. And yeah. she's just not like a really open person. I think that you should be like, I heard from your mother-in-law. Are you okay? Then you're spilling the beans without like being like a gossip about it. If you feel compelled to do something, that would be the right course of action. Yes, that's, However, okay, that's a good response. Considering all of the dynamics, if it were me, I don't think I would do anything. Yeah. I would just pretend like I was in the bathroom when she said that. <laughs> I don't know anything. Yeah. Don't look at me. I don't know a thing. I don't know a thing. Totally. Okay. Are you ready for our last one? Yes. Dear Jackie and Claudia, last year my brother, we'll call him William, married a girl named Kate. William (laughs) and Kate moved into my parents' basement after getting married. I am his younger sister and live there too. Kate and I became close sister-in-laws, but one night we were drinking wine and she spilled a secret. She told me before she met my brother, she was engaged to a girl. She said they lived together and she broke off the engagement just months before meeting my brother. She proceeded to tell me not to tell him or anyone. My brother is completely in the dark about her past. What the fuck do I do? Do I tell him? Confront her about it again? Love a sister-in-law who is confused. Eh, I don't think it's a big deal. They're already married, so what's going to happen? Yeah, and like, you know, everyone has a past. It's not like she was, you know, her past is she was on the run. Like, she was a little gay. I would say it depends on your closeness with... Your sibling, like, yeah, I would fucking tell my sisters. 
Well, for sure. But like, we are the mafia. Right. But like, are you guys the mafia? Like, do you, are you, uh, I don't know. But like, my advice, I would tell my fucking sibling anything I know about your partner. Yeah, but like brothers and sister relationships are different. Like, they really are. Okay. Still a sibling. Still your blood. Yeah. No, it's It doesn't matter true. like what she was, like, if she was engaged period before. Like, I would right. tell my fucking sibling. I would tell them anything. Yeah. I, like, I, mean, I don't come to, like, the, the, the spouse should know, don't come to me as a safe place for your secrets. Because it, you, it's all going right back to him. Do you think she's hiding it because he doesn't want her to know that she was engaged or she doesn't want him to know that she was engaged to a woman? Both. Hmm. I don't think it will change anything, but I do think that like partners I mean, now that I think about it, sorry, it's kind of like a crazy thing to keep from your husband that yeah. you're engaged. Yeah. Ah, is it though? We yeah. all have a past. I don't okay, know. Okay, yeah, we all have a past, but like you share your story with your partner. It's not like you just meet someone and from that day forward, that that really, that's all that matters truly. But like everyone has a history. And in order to know you, I need to know your history. Like in order to understand you. Yeah. Tell your fucking brother. Yeah, tell your brother. If you're close. Or like sometimes, you know, you're not that close, but like this is the sister you never had. Like, decide like whose side do you want to take for life or also you could just like be sneaky and you all get drunk on wine and you're like you're drunk and you're like and you let oh it my slip God. like it's like you let it slip you're like where is she now and your brother's like who no I love that idea you're just like the crazy drunk younger sister <laughs> the crazy drunk younger sister she gets in no trouble Jackie the crazy drunk younger sister works every time well, those were the Dear Toasters, and I hope that we made a meaningful impact today. I really do. I do, too. So, did you enjoy the swap? I very much did. I, I'm curious if the Toasters did. Did you? Yeah, I really did. Like, I love sh reading for our sponsors and letting everyone know what great brands that we work with and how they yeah, will no, impact your life for the better. I do have some notes for you, but we will share them afterwards, as I'm sure you have notes for me. No, I really don't. What are your notes? Tell me. Oh, they were a little long? It's business stuff. It's business stuff. It's a little long. I, I hit all the call to actions. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places where you listen to podcasts, find us, The Toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Have an amazing day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.